Five seconds to go. Touchdown! Unbelievable! Take it in, folks. On March 24th, 2020, exactly four months out from the opening ceremony of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, the International Olympics Committee announced that the Games would be postponed until 2021. There has never been a postponement before. This is like so much of what we're experiencing in our daily lives now, entirely uncharted territory. The decision to postpone the Games was made amid concerns regarding the COVID-19 pandemic. This was inevitable. There was no way for these games to proceed. It was simply too dangerous. It went downhill so fast and so quickly, as everything has really uh, regarding this. As the pandemic continued and the light at the end of the tunnel shrunk smaller, concerns over whether it would be safe to host the games in 2021 grew. The president of the Tokyo 2020 Organizing Committee admitted that the Tokyo games would be outright canceled if the situation did not improve by the newly set date. Athletes and coaches were left to wait and wonder if the 2020 Olympic Games would happen at all. Finally, that wait is over. Although concerns over COVID safety at the event are still prevalent, the International Olympic Committee decided to move forward with the Games, opening the door for another generation of young athletes to make their delayed Olympic debut. I have been telling people I wanted to be or wanted to go to the Olympics since the first time I saw the Olympics. I remember it was 2008. It was Beijing. And that was the first time I consciously remember watching the Olympics on television. You know, Usain Bolt running, uh, Sonia Richards Ross, Allison Felix, and like seeing all those people. And I was like, I want to go to the Olympics. I grew up watching the Olympics. I mean, I was a swimmer from the time I can remember it. So I'd always watch swimming at the Olympics and gymnastics and some diving. And so it was kind of always this dream in the back of my head. And I was always working for it. And I, did, I didn't know if it would actually happen. And the fact that it is, is really incredible. But it's kind of been something that's been a part of my life since I can remember in this episode of Texan Overtime, we explore what it's like to be a first-time Longhorn Olympian in these Tokyo Games, from the challenges faced along the way to the impact their time at Texas had on their athletic career and everything in between. This is UT at Tokyo. The thing I'm most excited about going into the Tokyo Games is that we are having the Tokyo Games. <laughs> Absolutely. That should be everyone's first thing that crosses their mind because this thing almost didn't happen. You know, it was just a few months ago. We were all wondering if it was. But just to have this opportunity is so exciting for these young people. It would have been just horrible if it was, you know, it's one thing to not have any fans in the stands or your parents can't go. You know, that's obviously very sad. But just to have the opportunity to, to compete in the Olympic Games, I'm so excited for these young men and women. That was Matt Scoggin, head diving coach at the University of Texas. Scoggin dove at UT in the early 80s and went on to compete in the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. My experience competing in the Olympics was almost a dream come true. Uh, first of all, just you know, qualifying in the Olympic team, childhood dream that I'd had you know, since I was eight or nine years of age when I was doing other sports other than diving. I just always wanted to be in the Olympics representing the United States. So, 
to have that opportunity was, was such an honor for me. Scoggin is headed to Tokyo as an assistant coach for Team USA, along with three Longhorn divers. Matt Scoggin was my college coach, and now here I am at the Olympics, so it's, or going to the Olympics, so it's been kind of a, a cool journey in the fact that Matt was the one who told me I should try diving, and now he's the one taking me to the Olympics is probably my favorite part of that story. That was Allison Gibson, an advertising and marketing graduate student at UT and a first-time Olympian, competing in the synchronized three-meter springboard event. Qualifying for the Olympics has been a childhood dream of hers, though she says the reality of it still hasn't sunk in. It's kind of surreal still, but overall it is really exciting. I think it was kind of emotional for my parents because they gave up so much and we've been through so much to get me to the point where I am today. And so they're just like very happy and my brother as well. And so I think seeing their reactions was really awesome. And I don't know, it's just, it's pretty cool to have a dream come true. Long jumper Stefan McCarter, who graduated in 2020, but used his extra year of eligibility to compete another year at Texas, echoes Allison's sentiment, describing the moment he realized he was going to Tokyo. I was in third place and the guy in fourth didn't pass me and I was like, oh crap. And I looked over my coach and he, you know, he had his hands up in the air and then my family was up in the stands screaming and it was like, oh man, like it was kind of just like a sense of shock. It, it's still crazy. It's like, oh, I'm an Olympian. like. How many people get to say that? It's also something that, you know, nobody can take away from you. No matter how you do there, no matter what else happens in life, like you will always be an Olympian. I, I honestly don't think it's really set in yet. I don't know when it's going to set in. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a great feeling just knowing that honestly that I accomplished this goal, that, not even this goal, like this dream I've had since I was eight years old. Now that he's achieved this lifelong goal, Stefan is looking forward to soaking in every moment. This is the pinnacle of sport competition, you know. This is the thing that once you're here, it's like there is no meat that is more esteemed that's any higher than this. Like this is the top, the best of the best, the top of the top. I think just being there and being in the moment is what I'm excited about. So, you know, be surrounded in this atmosphere, be surrounded by, you know, the best people in the world and having this opportunity to show what the hard work in pays off. But to get to the top, these athletes have faced a lot of uphill battles. I had two concussions and bulging discs in my back and both of those injuries took me out of the water for a while as well as COVID took me out of the water for six months in 2020. Um, I was not able to dive for a whole six months. So that was really tough. And then on top of that, um, I trained at Longhorn Aquatics for basically my first three years of my diving career. And then injury happened. There were some, some other things that happened. And I'd actually train in College Station um, throughout high school, which is two hours from Austin. There were definitely a lot of times where it got extremely hard. When I first got to college, I got injured a lot because I didn't know how to know how to move, control my body. My junior year, I had a benign bone tumor grow on the neck of my femur, and it made my entire, the entire upper part of my femur and the head of my femur swell up and all the muscles were swollen. Through the injuries, these first-time Olympians leaned on those around them for motivation. For Allison, Coach Scoggin was one of those people. He played a major part in my athletic career. I mean, first of all, inspiring me to get in the sport in the first place, and then on top of that, recruiting me for college and then always believing in me. So on my recruiting trip, I was on the football field and he pulled the president of the university over 
and he was like, oh, this is Allison. She's a recruit. And he was like, by the way, she's going to win NCAAs or something like that. And then I went in freshman year, won NCAAs, and he always told me he believed I could make the Olympics. Motivating young athletes to push for greatness is exactly why Scoggin began coaching. Uh, I just really missed the sport, not as a diver, but just the people. I kept doing some real estate, but at the same time, uh, got involved in the club coaching program and immediately saw how I can make a, a real difference in young people's lives by helping them go for their dreams and overcome various struggles and reset their goals. And uh, once I saw that, how much a coach could really make a difference in a young person's life, I was drawn to it. And so then the university position opened up and I applied for it and was very fortunate and uh, got the job at Texas. Stefan highlighted the importance of track and field head coach Edric Floreal's motivation during his time at UT. Just to thank, you know, Coach Flo, there was a time when I was not going to stay here. And so, you know, he believed in me and he always saw that I could be better than I was doing when he first got here. And, you know, he told me from the very beginning, from the first time he saw me jump, he was like, you will be an Olympic medalist, but you have to listen to me. Leaving a snot-nosed sophomore, junior in college, I was like, yeah, okay, you're crazy. (laughs) But, you know, he was right. Even through the ups and downs of this past year, these Longhorns never lost sight of where they started. Whenever I feel burnt out, the, the one piece of advice I give myself and so many other people is remember why you started the sport in the first place. And for me, I just love it. Allison discovered diving by chance after new pool rules changed her swimming routine. Starting out, I was a swimmer. Um, I swam for a long time when I was a kid. And I was on the pool deck at the University of Texas, and I kind of got to know a lot of people on the pool deck. And one day I ran into Matt Scoggin, who is the UT head diving coach, and he was like, you should try diving. And Actually, at that time, I was like, no way, I'm a swimmer. And then a few months later, a new head coach came to the program and said I could only swim five days a week. So I decided on Fridays I would try diving. So I, I tried diving on Friday night. I fell in love with it. And then from there, honestly, it's history. It's just been a long journey of training and competing. Stefan was introduced to track and field by his mom, who was looking for a much needed outlet for her hyperactive son. I started jumping when I was six years old for Five Hills Track Club in Coppers Cove, Texas. My mom actually ended up putting me in track because I had really bad ADHD. And so my mom was like, we need something to, you know, get him to be outside and run off the energy. So she put me in track and I started doing the 100, the 200 and long jump. You know, obviously long jump stuck with me through all these years, through 18 or so years. UT has a long history of turning Longhorns into Olympians. In total, current and former UT student-athletes have produced 144 medals, including 83 gold, 38 silver, and 23 bronze. On the path to Tokyo, Texas was an important first stop. I mean, I grew up in Austin. My dad went to University of Texas, his brother went to UT, and so I, I always made jokes ever since I was a kid. I was like, burnt oranges in my blood! UT has always had a really special place in my heart. It was a really hard decision, actually, because I was stuck between A&M and UT, and I loved both coaches, and I loved both teams, and so it really came down to what was best for me, and I wanted the best education I could get, the best team I could get, the best opportunities, and I really thought when I looked at the logic of it and the pros and cons, UT really came out above in all of those cases. 
I always feel like out of all the schools that Texas has the most resources available, you know, for their athletes. And, you know, it's a very good balance between education and athletics. We are, you know, one of the top public universities, but we also have a very competitive athletic program. Competing on the international stage, these Longhorns won't just be representing UT, but Team USA as a whole, an honor Allison is looking forward to. I'm also really excited to just meet other athletes and be able to represent Team USA as a whole and not just USA Diving, because I'm used to just representing USA Diving. But at the Olympics, it's Team USA, and every single sport that goes to the United States is under the same Team USA umbrella, which is really cool. You feel those ties with UT for sure. But, you know, all teams USA that I've been a part of, that I've been very fortunate to be a part of, even though you still carry that UT flag in your heart, you really do gel and you become part of one Team USA. And all those universities and clubs all become one team, you know, for those brief moments. Two or three weeks at the Olympics, you almost become part of a family, a Team USA family. Though these athletes are now representing the red, white, and blue, they still feel connected to their burnt orange roots. Both Allison and Stefan are looking forward to showing the world what starts at Texas. I mean, it's kind of funny because in our meeting after we all made the team, one of the people said, they were like, okay, you're not University of Indiana, you're not University of Texas, you're not Purdue anymore, you're Team USA. I'm like, I know, I know, but like in the back of my mind, I'm still like, put them for life, like we're still Longhorns. And there's definitely going to be a part of me that is going to want to represent my university at the Olympics. Yes, we are Team USA, but I'm still a Longhorn at heart. And I have so much pride being able to go and represent the University of Texas at the Olympics. There are a lot of really good people that come through the university and like a lot of people that have had like these goals and these dreams, you know, to be a part of that, you know, that history of like Longhorn Olympians now. I think that that's like one of the major things that that it's really cool to be a part of, especially being a part of UT, you know. I watched Rio at home and, you know, they were talking about how the University of Texas by themselves would have placed, I think, like top 10 with the total medal count because we just had that many people. And it's like, I have the opportunity to be a part of this too. Being a part of that history and, you know, being able to represent the school and really show, you know, (laughs) that everything is better in Texas kind of is amazing for me. To make it to these Olympic Games, it's clear these athletes know a thing or two about setting goals. So if you compete in the Indianapolis pool and make the Olympics, they paint your name on the wall. And I saw that in 2016 and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. How awesome would it be if my name was painted on the wall? So that kind of pushed me and made me realize like how cool it would be to make the team, especially at that pool. And that is exactly what she did. The first two members of the United States Olympic diving team for Tokyo, Krista Palmer and Allison Gibson. Now that they've made the team, what do they hope to achieve while competing at the games? In terms of goals, for me, I really just want to enjoy it. I I think the biggest goal is, is staying mentally strong and humble because I know the diving is there. I've been doing this sport for, I think, almost 12 years now. And so I know that I can do the diving. And so I think the biggest challenge and the biggest goal for me is just to remain humble and remain calm and just go into it trusting my abilities. This is the mindset Scoggin hopes to see all his divers adopt when it comes time to compete. His experience as a diver and coach for Team USA has given him a unique perspective when it comes to coaching athletes for the Olympics. 
in the real scheme of things, this isn't that important, you know. Uh, and having been there, having been an Olympian, uh, representing Team USA, I now know that it actually isn't that big of a deal when you look back on it. So I can relate to my athletes and kind of get them to to really believe that. As the Olympics approach, Scoggins' main concern isn't for his divers to focus on winning; it's for them to focus on diving. The thing that I'm planning on seeing out of the Longhorn divers is them being able to get into a nice mental state while they're there, being able to calm themselves, get their heart rates down, their breathing just right, so that when their name is called and they blow the whistle and it's time to do your dive, they can relax, think about one or two things that makes that dive go just right, and then have an optimal performance. That's what we're looking for. Although they are prepared to go with the flow, these Longhorns are still heading to Tokyo in high gear, ready to represent themselves and where they came from. I've always been an underdog a little bit. You know, there have always been people that are big in the long jump world, and I've always been kind of just, I'm always there. I might not be at the front, but I'm always there. I just want to go out there and make a name for myself. Regardless how the competition shakes out, Scoggin says every Longhorn who made an Olympic bid for these long-awaited games should be proud of the work they put in along the way. I'm just proud of how hard everyone worked for this. They did the work, and for some, it worked out where they made the team, and some, it did not. Having gone through it myself as a diver, the thing that I'm most proud of as a diver was how much work I did to accomplish what I could. The fact that I made the Olympics or not something that I reflect on. I just, I'm proud of how hard I worked as a diver. And I'm so proud of the people that worked so hard to go to those Olympic trials and do the best that they could, whether they made it or they didn't. This has been Texan Overtime, a production of the Daily Texans audio and sports departments. This episode was made with the help of audio staffers Lainey Steinhardt, Manny Ramirez, and Stephanie Molina. Our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Texan on your streaming platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at Texan Audio and Texan Sports. And check us out at thedailytexan.com. I'm Associate Audio Editor Carly Rose. Thanks for listening.